0: You are Locked On Falcons Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in to the Atlanta Falcons podcast postcast the locked on falcons postcast at your home for the best falcons talk and of course it's local insight you can't get anywhere else but right here on locked on i am tanitra batiste and i am here with a fired up jarvis davis and a fired up aaron freeman this episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on nfl for twenty dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price Guaranteed. The Locked On Falcons postcast is also a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, guys, we had hoped that this would be a game where the Falcons would finally stop the bleeding. Instead, it was almost like just, you know, when you scrape over an open wound or you have a scab and the wound is not quite healed yet. Well, okay, that, that's kind of what it felt like they did to us today. 25 to 23, the final out in. Uh, the Valley of the Sun, the Cardinals welcome Kyler Murray back. Well, or maybe the Falcons welcomed him back with a party that nobody here in Atlanta wanted to see. Now, we'll deep dive into the deep of why this game went the way it did and also talk about what the bye will bring for the Falcons or should bring for the Falcons. But first, guys, let's talk about your takeaways on this Falcons loss. Jarvis, you said you couldn't tell. Who was the one-win team?
1: Uh, I couldn't. Um... It looked like, you know, teams were just having different situations where where it's a missed tackle here or, like, they came out on the drive and, and, like, neither team really, like, tried the offense. You know, I feel like – but you saw Kyler Murray start taking some shots downfield later in the game and then Mm -hmm. be able to take advantage of that. But it just – it was just a low – just – this was just a long lull for me. And I just feel like, Mm -hmm. okay – and you just got to the point where you are just waiting for something bad to happen. And I'm sure the Cardinals have experienced that being, you know, that they got their second win of the season um, today. And and then these past few weeks or past couple of weeks where you have an opportunity to to close out a game or finish a, or finish a team and you just aren't able to do it because you take a bad angle and you aren't able to bring the quarterback down. Or you, or you, the quarterback is is looking at you out of the corner. Of his eyes like, oh, okay, you are gonna try to go inside of me? Don't worry about. it. I'm just gonna spin up out there and go get the first down. So right. it's just why are so you gonna many... play
0: behind the? I mean, granted, you didn't think Kyler Murray was gonna take a deep shot, but you're gonna play behind the receiver as opposed to in front of him. Little Miss, I don't want to even say Miss Q. Jarvis. I want to ask you a question, and I know it's your takeaway, but darn it, you said something that made me think. Why okay. are we having this conversation? At this point in of career, or the career of a veteran secondary, like to me, these seem like elementary mistakes.
1: Yeah, it's it's like you get into a point where like it's kind of like a free ball, a, a free fall effect, like you know a snowball effect. Excuse me. And when like when one some person makes one little mistake, like you have a guy. You know, Jesse Bates, who seemed like, you know, it was struggling in man coverage today. You know, it was kind of like, all right, you know, then Richard Grant. Okay, you started to see him struggling in coverage today. Not saying that those two things have anything to do with each other, but it just, it all of it just kind of compounds on top of each other and where it, and eventually you lose the game by giving up a big play because, you know, like on that particular play right there, you're talking about to Trey McBride. That was a bad throw. <laughs> that, that wasn't that wasn't this amazing throw where mm-hmm. like Colin Murray only could put it in a certain spot, right? Richard Grant was just flailing around, yeah, not knowing, panicking, not knowing where the ball is, not trying to play the football, playing the man, like which would get you in trouble ninety five percent of the time. And it's just, it's just like okay, I wasn't surprised, I wasn't shocked at at, at, the, at that fact. So just. It just seems like it's just too many, like, small things, little things that that just continue to add up as the game goes along. And you know, I know for me, I was sitting there I was like, they're not going to win this game because (laughs) Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals were taking advantage, started taking advantage of those little mental mistakes that they had each and every time to whether it be picking up a third down for uh, rushing the ball for 13 yards or Lorenzo Carter doggone missing Missing James Conner, and he's spinning up out that bad boy and getting the first down running the football when it should have been a minus two on a play. So it's just all those plays just add up to say, you know what? You're just not good enough. And that's why I I sit up there and said I couldn't tell who was the one winning team because you got quarterback issues, and we Lord knows the Cardinals have have, had quarterback issues before Kyler Murray came back. It was just too much stuff going on for this, for the Falcons to come out with a win. And it just, and and frankly, I'm just used to it.
0: And I have to say free when I was thinking about the first couple of games, right. uh, Where there were comeback opportunities. I actually felt okay. Like I felt like, okay, Falcons, you know, they can come back and they can do this. This is actually the first game this season where I felt like, Oh, it ain't happening. They're not coming back. I don't care about the go ahead touchdown. I still felt like they were not coming back. And that concerned me that I felt that way, because that means I've, I've lost confidence because I'm thinking, OK, yep, I don't think they're going to make the right play, the, the save a game play on this final Cardinals drive. I feel like, no, the Cardinals are going to make a save a game play and they're going to win this. It's just it, it's painful to kind of watch as you see the team and you think to yourself something that Jarvis just said. Mm, I don't know. Maybe they just weren't as good as we thought they were. But I think at this point, Aaron, you're just like, just I-, I just need a break from all this.
2: I do. I definitely need a break. I, I agree with you, Tanita. T- when Desmond Ritter scored, and I looked at the clock and I saw two minutes and thirty three seconds left, I was like, Arizona's gonna score. You know, good. the the question is Absolutely. just how quickly they score. Do they bleed off yeah. all the clock, or yeah. the Falcons get one? That was it. Said. Um, and so now I'm at a point where I'm just like, hey, it's a it's a great time to have a bye week because uh, you know, I'm, I need a break from this team. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I think everybody kind of needs a break from this team. Just <laughs> get back, you know, take a chill, you know, take a week off, and you know, enjoy a good football team, you know, next weekend on Sunday. Uh, have your you know, choice. Sort of wash yeah. whatever the Falcons have been these last couple of games out of your mouth, uh, that t- that bad taste out of your mouth, and. You know, just get back to enjoying life, you know, take a walk during the fall, you know, go to a pumpkin patch, you know, get that recipe from grandma for Thanksgiving, <laughs> whatever you need to do to get your nice little reset. Go ahead and do it. You have my permission if you were looking for that, because uh, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing this week, because, uh, you know, uh, man, we all watched this team and it was like we all knew what was coming at the end of this right. game. So it was like,
0: whatever, man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Now, you know, one thing that was a little bit scary was when we saw Taylor Heineke go down and then it was confirmed that, hey, he's out for the game. But Desmond Ritter, Aaron, we actually have a few extra minutes. I want to go back to something you were talking about pre-show. And, you know, Desmond Ritter came in and he, he did his job. He went four of six for 39 yards in the passing game and, of course, had that nice little read call and he just scampered right on he's been now that's one thing he does right <laughs> and he's done right several times this season so of course uh four carries for 34 yards and uh excuse me three carries for 11 yards but the most important was the fact that it was a touchdown so now Aaron does that mean that that's going to be one of the top things that um, Arthur Smith has to think about whether or not you know if Taylor Heineke's healthy coming back against the Saints. Does he put Desmond Ritter in? Does he put Taylor Heineke back in? Because the whole thing was, as he said this week, I, was, I didn't bench him. I didn't bench him. Oh, okay. So do we have a dilemma on our hands, Aaron?
2: I got to go back to Ritter. Um, I, I did not think Heineke played well at all against the Vikings. I, I thought that was one of the worst games we've seen from a Falcons quarterback in a long time. And that includes the worst of Desmond Ritter and the worst of uh Marcus Mariota and whoever else you want to put on that list and then I (laughs) watching the game today you know Heineke made a, a couple of nice scrambles I didn't see him really do anything throwing the football um and so regardless of how you feel about Desmond Ritter I mean he came in and hit that pass to Drake London and like within two plays like he did more than what Taylor Heineke did for in three quarters so I'm like go back to Ritter see what you got you know I you know, I don't know what else this team has to play for. They gotta get real hot after their bye week to really have a chance to take back this division and, and, and win it. You know, that seems to be slipping away from them. It's not over, but I just think you, you gotta go back to Ritter at this point in time because I've seen enough of, of Taylor Heineke. And, you know, you don't want to see a player get injured, but I think in a lot of ways that, that might be a blessing in disguise because it may take that choice out of arthur smith's hands
0: going yeah exactly and they the falcons are really lucky that the saints come back fell just short against the vikings today and then the bucks miraculously won so it's like so up and down the that's the only thing that's keeping them in the mix at this point but jarvis i want to hear from you as well before we wrap up the conversation in the takeaways where do you think arthur smith should go from here when, when they come back and this this is going to assume that they're both healthy, both Dez and Taylor Heineke.
1: I mean, I'm at the point where it don't even matter who's playing quarterback because when you have two quarterbacks that play in the NFL game and they don't get over 100 yards passing, like there is a serious problem and it goes beyond the quarterback. It, it There is a schematical game plan type issue going on with this team. And execution as well. So, like, I'm putting everybody up on the table because, like, when you have a tight end chipping and nobody picks him up, you know, <laughs> it, whether it be a right tackle, for some strange region sliding down, you know, and, and, and then you got BJ O'Jalari up here looking like people up here oh, saying, yeah. Oh my God, they had a chance to drive BJ Ojolari. I was like, The man got one sack on the day of on year, you know. <laughs> So it's just like, it's it's, it's just sad. It is yeah. sad. It's it's a sad song that we try to, try to figure out what this team needs to do in order to compete in division. Forget the division. Like, this is about the future. Like, what does the future look like for the Atlanta Falcons? Like, yeah. is Desmond Ritter the quarterback for this team? Now, some people already have their answer on that. I'm kind of close to the answer on that, but I'm at the point now, like, We know what Taylor Heineke is like. We know what he is. He's a backup quarterback in the NFL, a solid backup quarterback. Come in, spare you for a couple games, and then going about his way. But now I'm at the point where I want to see if Arthur Smith can be the head coach of this team. Like, I'm not saying he should be fired, but like there needs to be a come to Jesus moment within these next couple weeks. Like, because, like, yeah, it, it
0: it it needs to be figured out and. I need and to see if Arthur
1: Smith can figure it out. Yeah, They need to figure yeah. it out really fast.
0: And I agree with you. Just one more quick comment and then we'll wrap up. I agree with you on it probably doesn't matter whether it's Dez or Taylor. It probably should be Dez so that you can truly see what you have, so you can see whether or not you need to go back to the draft and try to get somebody but more importantly, I think that, yeah, everybody needs to start from scratch because I'm looking like, okay, Caden Ellis, hadn't heard that name very often. Okay, Jesse Bates the Third, can we get the one that we had the first couple of games of the season? There, there's player after player after player where you could potentially say, I need more if the Falcons are going to get back in this playoff uh, hunt, if you will. So when we come back, we're going to deep dive a little bit more into this Falcons-Cardinals game. But first, want to talk to you guys about game time. So when you think about worrying tickets, right, it is a worry sometimes because especially if it's a last minute situation where maybe you have an opportunity to get the ticket, but you're not quite sure how it's going to play out. You're not quite sure if it's the right move for you to gamble that way. Well, if you do it, you probably need to do it through game time. That way you don't have to worry about the ticket uh, process, rather, whether it's sports, music, comedy, et cetera, with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat. They give you the best price guaranteed, and they take the guesswork out of it for you. They also have things like flash deals and zone deals, and you can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you'll know exactly where you are before you get there. Two seconds, two taps, you can get your ticket. And I think it's really cool that they have a guarantee that means you'll always get the best price because if you find tickets in the same section and roll for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, guys. Time to go a little bit deeper into this game. I do want to start on a positive note, and then we'll dig into what really went down the rest of the game. But going back to the first scoring drive, Falcons ran the ball nine times, they threw three passes, and although it was a throw that got him a touchdown, it was really what Bijan Robinson was able to do on the ground, kind of setting the tone throughout this entire game. So finally, did we see, Aaron, what we wanted to see? In number one, what Bijan was able to do on the ground, and number two, the play calling that helped him to be his most effective self.
2: Yeah. I mean, you saw the run game, the Falcons finished with 180 yards. You wanted to see this Falcons team get back to running the football. A lot of that was owed to Bijan, but you had a sprinkle of quarterback runs. Um, Tyler Algier. Uh it was nice for Bijan to have this type of game in front of his, you know, in his home crowd in front of his family, since he is from uh Tucson. Um so, yeah, I, you know, I think <laughs> it, it's funny because all week long on Lockdown Falcons, like, the whole Bijan isn't getting enough touches in the red zone conversation to me was a little bit overblown, but I'm glad that he got these touches, and so now we can focus on, like, the real problems with the Atlanta Falcons, which are yeah. not, you know, a handful of touches for Bijan in the red zone. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a good performance for Bijan. It is nice. Like, this is what, like, the one positive from this game is this is how you want to see this team running the football for the rest yeah. of the season. And we've seen now, uh, with the last couple of games, this running game getting back to form, you know, that late game uh against the Vikings and you know, Tampa Bay a couple of weeks ago. So there's some positives from this running game that they can take this into the bye week and out of the bye week and say, okay, this is we're getting back to our identity. They still got a whole lot of other stuff they got to figure out, but at least this is something that they could take away from positively.
0: Indeed, Jarvis, and you saw. The Falcons mix in Tyler Algier here and there. You saw him mix in Cordero Patterson, but it was good to see Dijon as the featured back today.
1: Absolutely, um, because that's that's why you that's why you drafted him. Drafted that's why you him. brought him in here because you know you know he's a special talent. And for me, it's, it's I know early on I know he was able to get 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 things going, but it just seems like it. It just seems like he's not the same player like he was in those first couple of games. Like as far as the explosiveness just being able to break guys off. I mean, you saw him do that a little bit today, but I don't know. It, it might just be me. I, I don't know, but it just seems like it's something just just isn't quite right. And I think that, you know, we saw some positive outcomes, you know, when, when you got him, got him to rock, and I think that kind of helped it a little bit. And you saw him kind of, you know, get get up in there and, and, and be able to break some guys off. But it's just that the offensive line is, is not not right. That's what's not right. Like yeah. let me start yeah. there. The office yeah. line isn't right, and, and and it just and it hasn't been right for for the past month month and a half, uh, uh so to speak. So I I think that, but it was good that you know Arthur like, I'm about to, I'm about to come up, come with a nickname for him overcompensating Arthur, you know, <laughs> like put him on punt return too. I was like, all right, like do we really need to see him on punt return? Like no, we don't, you know. And then they did it one time, and then. They put uh, Skeet and Scotty in there, you know, for the for the rest of the game. So it's just like, why are you doing that? Like, there was no need for that. Just give him the ball right. when it it makes sense, and it makes sense to give him the ball in the red zone, right? So, and you saw, you know, what he was able, to, them feeding the football once they got into the red zone. Arizona had all eyeballs on on, on Bijan, and then Scotty Miller just came right up underneath and was wide open. So that's what you know you're talking about. Bijan being able to open up things for this offense like you have to give him the ball and he has to be successful you know when you give it to him so and that's what's going to help your offense open up things for for other guys so yeah I I think it was good to see him get get the ball rolling today
0: and it's funny because I was going to ask you if you think it's mental because we've heard nothing coming out of flowery branch not from the media not from the Falcons organization saying that it's something physical so really it's something mental but after you know just kind of thinking about it, it's like, well, yeah, it might be mental if you don't know who the heck is going to block for you and how much you're going to be able to count on that's those true. guys to spring you open. So, I, I think that's maybe you don't see the explosiveness because who the heck is giving him the, the space to be explosive? So, you know, that that maybe is another kind of piece of that puzzle, if you will. The other thing, and listen, I'm just going to fall back because this is the funniest thing to me ever. But, Jarvis, you said you told Aaron. Tory McElhaney, who will be with us tomorrow for the Atlanta football party, and me, that you wanted to see more tackles, especially in open space. And poor tackling gave, let's just be real, gave the Cardinals the win because you had opportunities to tackle and you just flat out missed. Why are we still having this conversation? And what did you think about why they just couldn't execute with something as basic as just get the man on the ground? And I'm not talking about QB get on the ground. I'm talking just the man, whoever the man is of the other elect. Just get him on
1: the ground. It, it's just you have lack lackadaisical moments. You know that, that's the only explanation I have for guys missing tackles. I mean, because that's what you do, and and it's been that way for these past couple weeks, right? Like because the beginning of the year we want to talk about no missed tackles. We were talking about guys getting turnovers and you know putting the offense in good man, with short short fields and. Uh, a defense up here stopping folks, and like the defense looking like a top ten defense. I mean, they are statistically, but you know, like they've had some some lapses these past few weeks in this in this three game losing streak. So when you think about all of those those things kind of coming together, it, it, it's it's and and I'll say and I'll say this too, like when you lose guys like Grady Jarrett, yeah, not to saying that Grady Jarrett is hey man, y'all need to make sure y'all tackle I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, like when you start to lose guys like that,
2: you it know, set for the games,
1: they set the tone. And then you had to have David on your uh today,
0: yeah, like that
1: stuff matters. I mean, you have Kentavious Street playing a lot, a lot more snaps than what you expected him to uh, play. Then you have uh, Timmy Horn coming up in here and, and, and making, uh, mm-hmm. having to play a little bit more. So you had Calais Campbell helping out at D tackle today. You know, you didn't bring him in there. You told him, hey, you gonna play defensive end. So it was just a lot of little things that are going on up front that that like you only can say, hey, next man up for so long before you like you start to see some of that stuff kind of fall. And you and I'm seeing Lorenzo Carter playing a lot more than it where he should be. It just it's just too many, too many variables. All right, here we go. All right, I'm quoting Arthur Smith. There are a lot of variables that go into you know your defense not making the, the plays that you used to them used to seeing them make. You know yeah. at at this point in the season, and and I think it's you know it starts with you know guys not being there like Grady Jarrett, David Onyamata, and guys just having just lax moments when oh yeah yeah and it's when it's time to make plays and on yeah. just didn't make the play and it's and it's it's simple technique like hey man right. rush up I want your outside arm free man like you don't. Special not on guy with Kyler Murray, like, you're supposed to make sure you don't let him get outside of you at, yeah. at the end of the day, regardless of what what, what technique you use. Oh so, yeah, it was right. just, I just, just, you, I just. I just
0: hear my guy. I just hear him talking. I can just hear him screaming, outside, contained, outside, contain. <laughs> <laughs> but also, Aaron, when you look back at that particular play that we're talking about, where Arnold WKT's technique was suspect. It really wasn't just him because that was the first opportunity. But when you look back at that play, you see way too many of the Falcons' defenders just standing there, waiting for Kyler Murray to kind of blow by him. Like three, I saw three defenders do absolutely nothing to stop this guy. Whether that was, you know, reach your arm out, whether that was lunge at him, something, but just standing there. And Jarvis called it. That to me is lackadaisical, and that that's troublesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, it goes back to a conversation we talked We talked about when, when Grady Jarrett went down, right? We talked about sure. you need that guy that can go get you a bucket in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And the Falcons, without him, without David Onyema, didn't have a guy that could get them a bucket, right? Yeah. They, you know, the basketball equivalent, you got a wide-open three, right, yeah. to, to hit it, and, you know, you airball it. And, and that's yeah. basically what happened on that play, Um with with uh, as you said, Tanisha, a, a bunch of people that were in a position to get that stop, and they didn't get the stop, and you know, you know, yeah, I I don't know what else to say about it. I, I,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think that no, I think you're dead on because you get to a point where you just don't know what to say because those are things where at this point in your career, unless you are truly a rookie, there is no excuse. some of what we're seeing and also the terms and i'm kind of um forgetting how he says it so i'm going to ask you guys but ryan nielsen has a particular term that he likes to use with like aggressive and something else and aggressive yes attack and aggressive thank you jarvis Mm -hmm. attack and aggressive where was that i remember yeah attacked but but they they, you know it was
2: like it was like a cat attack and they got the cat scratched their eyes out as they were Trying to attack, or you know, a, scratch,
1: a, bar, a, bar, a ball of yarn. Like they were scratching a <laughs> right. ball of yarn. They were just playing around with a ball of yarn. You right. Know, that I don't know. And I know it's, this is going to
0: be over most people's heads, but did a really, really hilarious bit on that about a decade ago, where the lion in the instead of going the lion was like, and that's why he wasn't king of the jungle anymore. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna let it go. Let it go. Yes. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> We are devolving Uh, just like the Falcons did. Yes, we are. (laughs) can't get a bucket at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back, I promise you we're actually going to get back to talking about football because we need to talk about what we think is next for these Falcons to get it right during the bye and come back on a different note. But before that, let me tell you a little bit about Bantle. All right, so... FanDuel is your number one sportsbook here in America. You score early this NFL season when you use FanDuel. So right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. And who doesn't need that when you look at the calendar and you see we're about six, seven weeks away from Christmas. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. And I love a user-friendly app. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on throughout the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. All right, guys. I think we know where we're probably going to be. Either we're going to be on the couch with a therapist trying to make sense of all this, or we're going to be at... We're going to be at the uh, local spa trying to get somebody to get the kinks out of our mental and everywhere else. Or we're going to be on the Atlanta football party tomorrow and next week trying to figure out what in the world Tink Tink can do to untink tink itself. That's it. <laughs> Aaron, I'm just going to look up at you. You get us back on track, Aaron. This is off the rails. What are they going to do during this bye week to get back on track?
2: Well, they got to figure out their quarterback. I've gone on record saying it should be Desmond Ritter. I've gone on record. I don't think they should have gone to Taylor Heineke. The whole point of that was to try to spark this team and and get them back in the wing column, and it didn't work. So, um, you know, I feel like that raises a lot of questions about the overall decision-making of of this coaching staff, which is, you know, may or may not have some consequences at the end of the season, depending on the rest of the the way it goes. But, um, you know, the run game, get back to work defense. I, I don't know, man. It's just like, we I, I think we were set up to, to, <laughs> we, we were led astray with this defense or how well they play. Yeah. <laughs> the first seven games of the season the, and these last couple of weeks, nervous. it's been, it is, it, they have come crashing back down to earth and looking too much like a typical Falcons defense, especially in these critical moments when it's just like, yeah. well, you know, this is, you know, this is what we've experienced is watching the Falcons over the years. Like, Oh, opposing team gets the ball back in the final minutes. They're going to go down the field and score. They just are, you just yeah. know it's going to happen. It's just a question of how and when and and how how fast it happens. And that's kind of been the case these last couple of weeks. So they got to figure that thing out. They got to get back to looking like September Falcons defense Because November Falcons defense and late October Falcons defense has been rough. So that's those are the things they got to figure out.
0: I mean, that's a great call. And you think about it, like even the jokes. And I want to read this comment from Joseph Barfield in a minute because I think you guys should weigh in on it. But it really is disconcerting because you're thinking to yourself like, okay, Tyler Murray has been out for a year. He should be rusty. He should not be able to do this, that, and the third. And Kyler Murray was looking like his all-world self once, you know, he kind of figured out some things and there just didn't seem to be any like reset. And I get it. You don't have all your tools. You don't have all your resources Ryan Nielsen didn't to work with today, but it just felt like everybody just stood back and said, okay, we're just going to let Kyler do what he does. And it was just troubling. Now Joseph makes a great question or poses a great question and makes a great point. He says, he thinks the players have quit on Arthur Smith. I will be honest with you guys. It was a thought in the back of my mind. I hope not because I do not think that it's the time. It doesn't quite feel Jarvis for me like it did when Dan Quinn was the coach and and we were in that booth and all of us were saying, "Oh yeah, they've tapped out." I don't think it's that, but I don't know. It's a it's a great question. It's a great question to pose.
1: I don't think they quit on on him. <laughs> I think that because at the end of the day, like they are playing for contracts, like they don't have guaranteed contracts, like there there are some outs in a lot of these guys' contract, you know. So it is it's, it's kind of hard to say that they've quit on them at this juncture, right? Because they've had opportunities to make plays, you know, or they've been put in position to make plays. They just haven't made them as players, right? Or, if or they aren't doing what they're supposed to do on said play and they are giving up big plays, or you know, they're not turned around and trying to find the football, or so the, the tight end can come back and catch a, a punt, you know, <laughs> for, you know to put in a position to win, to win the game. So, it's, it's so, so I wouldn't say that at this moment, but I will say that the Falcons are in a space where you are starting to question a lot what's yes. going on, you know, from a game planning and a, a, a schematical standpoint. Like you have to start questioning that now. You have to start questioning leadership at this point because yeah. this is happening three weeks in a row. You said, Kyler Murray, oh yeah, he's hadn't played in football in a year. Yeah, they should be able to do, no. Nah. We said that when Will Levis made his first start, we said that when Jaren Hall, and until he got hurt, when he made his first start before he got hurt, he was what, five or six? <laughs> you know? So it looked like he was going to be able to have a good showing in anyway. well. And then you got the guy come off the bench, basically off the plane in Atlanta, you know, and met them at the stadium and said, Hey, man, I'll play I played for y'all today. You know, y'all need me? Okay, cool. Josh Dobbs, he ended up doing his thing. And he ended up kicking the Saints behind today. You know, it's just, and, and, and that's the thing, right? That's that's the the funny the funky thing because we know God, we've been covering the team for a while. I feel like Arthur Blank is not gonna fire Arthur Smith right now because they technically they still have a chance to 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 yeah. win this division. But my whole thing is look at the division. Is that is that the standard? Right, the, right, a bad division. Now, if it were in a good division, if the Falcons were in a good division, yep, this was the in it, yeah, be a yeah, yeah. That's a whole different conversation, right? Because you're holding yourself to a certain standard, but the division is so average, and that's going to be your standard for whether or not you actually do something, or or make a move, or or start to, considering to make a move. You know, on on your head coach, and I just feel like. That's just weak and and I think like I said I'm not advocating for Arthur Smith to be fired but I'm just talking about just from an organizational standpoint like that is not good if you're basing your whole decision making off of what somebody else is doing yeah
0: it's just not good yeah that's fair Aaron what about you do you think that the players have quit on Arthur Smith?
2: No, I, I I don't think we've gotten that point. Like, I don't think Richie Grant gave up that play because Richie Grant quit. I just think Richie Grant just has been giving up plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> and you know, Arnold Abakiti whiffed on that. Well, ain't nobody tackled the quarterback yet for this defense. So you know, they didn't quit. That's <laughs> why you know, if if they attacked Josh Dobbs, you know, last week, and then the whiffed on this, even then, I'd still be like, well, that's Kyler. He's different. You know, all that stuff. So I I don't know if if they've quit on the team but yeah they're gonna have to figure something out coming out of the bye to avoid you know that conversation because it is going to be a conversation moving forward if they can't get back in the win column and start playing well and as jarvis said like winning this division at this point is not going to be an impressive achievement so they have to go out there and play impressive football down the stretch and that's going to be the thing that this coaching staff is going to have to figure out and i i'm skeptical i think everybody's skeptical right now because we just have not seen it in a while we 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 get like one positive a week and then like everything else goes awry for this team and it's just like this feels a lot like some old falcon teams when we were talking about you know coaches being on the hot seat so that that's that's the issue that they're gonna have to avoid over these next seven games
0: indeed indeed well listen guys don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And the conversation continues tomorrow. So please check us out for more Falcons talk on the Atlanta football party.
2: Uh, okay,
0: well, <laughs> we got we, we we ourselves we saying, Are <laughs> we still live? I think it looks like we are.